you see uh, Jets made a little anti-move today. Well, Were we you upset signed. about it? I feel like it doesn't even... Um, the thing is, Elijah Moore has so much upside. Like, he has so much potential. He asked for a trade about five weeks into the season, maybe, this past year. Love Jets that. Fans, Jets fans were, like, blindsided. Like, why would you do that? That's and, the Zach uh, Wilson effect. No, it was the Zach Wilson effect. And, and all of us Jets fans were just looking at it like, he's such a selfish guy. Like, what is he talking about when he knew the issue all along was that you know, Zach wasn't ready to play quarterback for the Jets. Like, that was that was really it. And also, Elijah wasn't getting any targets. He also wasn't, like, really a big part of the plan. So, I mean, I had high hopes for him. Uh, I still think he's going to play really well. Like, wherever so he's he's with the Browns now. So, Deshaun Watson returns to his former self with the Texans. Yeah, I mean, good I situation think, to be in. I think he's – yeah, no, I think he could play really well. I think he'd be a nice piece to that offense. Um they do have a great offensive line. Amari Cooper they got. I feel like that was a steal from the Cowboys. Um, they got the run game. They do have the run game. So uh, that offense is wide open. I mean, no, explosive options. Dude, I think they could win the AFC. Like, I'm not saying I'm betting on it, but they're definitely de- talented enough to. Where are they weak? Interior defensive line is their fault. Like, if that's your only fault. Yeah, they're they're losing Jadevian Clowney, Miles um, Garrett obviously on the outside is one of the best in the league, right? Um, they have a pretty they, they damn have good, good cornerbacks. Corners. Yeah, good cornerback duo. Um, yeah, it was just really they didn't put up points with Deshaun when he took over. So I mean, I would assume a training camp is going to fix that. I'm sure he'll be right back into it. But it is just like a such a gritty division, you know. I don't. It could it it's anyone's division. I would take the Bengals because it's a safe choice. Um, yeah, I would still take the Bengals, but I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if the Browns go no, out there and win 12 games. How about your Lions, bro? Your Lions went out and well, – what was the biggest weakness with the Lions last year? What would you say? Probably their defense, right? It would have to be somewhere – I mean, they didn't have any supers. Like, their offense didn't really have superstars. Like, Amon or St. Brown was – very good, yeah, he was but it wasn't he like no one was saying he's like a top five or like. But the, yeah, their offense is very complete. Even like all all phases of their defense showed flashes. I don't know. Didn't they lose a bunch of one score games too? Like, weren't they? they yeah, playing so this, everyone close. Yeah, this off season, the Detroit Lions picked up C.J. Gardner Johnson. Which was big pickup. They picked up your David Montgomery. Um, they picked up Cam Sutton from the from the Steelers, I believe. I think that's a really good pickup. Um, yeah. Who else? The uh, 49ers. They have two first round picks. Yeah, they got. They have. Oh, did they get? They get a corner from the 49ers. Yeah, they got um, Emmanuel Mosley from the 49ers. Okay. Um, and he's actually he's actually a pretty good corner. Um and then they have picks six, eighteen, forty eight, and fifty five. So I mean they have four picks in the first two rounds, two picks in the first twenty. So I mean like they could they could really add to And their this is a defense. deep this is a really good draft class, I think. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like every position, there's stars. I think the Bears got much better this offseason, but I think the Lions are like I think they're just filling in the the missing pieces 
and I think they could make a deep playoff run, especially in an NFC that's not very quarterback deep compared to the AFC. Oh yeah, you know. Well, um, that's I think I think right now the Lions are probably are they the favorite? Do we know betting wise to yeah, win the North? They are, they are the favorite. Yeah, they are the favorite. It's, it's uh, but I'd still, Vikings, but. I just don't know if, how long they're gonna ride with golf before they do something different. Because I don't know if he's. Like, if you have every piece, is he the quarterback you love, or is he the one you're like, we can make this work? I think it's we can make this work for this year and next year, and then it's. But they're not going to have good draft picks, so. What do you mean? I mean, they're going to have to trade away. Like, you're right. If you want to draft a quarterback, you you need a top five pick. So. Or you can. It's a weird spot to be in, I think. Or trade, take, yeah, you, trade your you stars. Could take a risk or, on a second round or a third round quarterback, like you know, Dak Prescott paid off, Jalen Hurts paid off. Where's that? Where's they'd that be the team to go after Anthony Richardson? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Anthony Richardson could be a target for them. Yeah, I could, I could see it. Um, Back up Jared Goff for, for yeah, at least a year. Sit for a year. Yeah, and that that's, that would be such a great situation for Anthony Richardson. Um, Damn him and him and Fields running the north. Well, I could see it. Him watching Fields run the north. <laughs> Time will tell. I think a lot of people are going to bet on the Lions this year. It I will. Think, I don't see the Vikings like I this think the Vikings year. Yeah. Need to make Vikings need to make another move if they want to get to that next round. They've yeah. done nothing to get better. They've they haven't lost they've guys lost and they either. haven't really picked up anyone. Lions will be a team that a lot of America's cheering for too. Oh yeah. Opposite. Of the Cowboys, who have also gotten better, and America hates. Yes, the Cowboys. What did they do? They went out. Cowboys went out and signed, or traded for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. They went out and, dude, the Stephon Gilmore trade for a fifth round pick. That was huge. I think Stephon Gilmore had such an underrated year last year. I think he saved two games. I think against the Broncos and the Raiders. Um passes deflected against Devontae Adams and Cortland Sutton like right at the at the end of the game to to yeah. boost the Colts and the Colts needed every bit of that just to stay alive because they were their offense was horrible to watch. Um that was a big pickup for the Cowboys. I think Dalton Schultz losing him to the Texans was a big mistake. I think Dalton Schultz is one of the top five tight ends just from a consistency, you know, nothing too flashy, but over the past few years like always plays um you know some of the you know most receptions or you know up top five most receptions in the past five years um for the tight ends i think he was a a big part part of that cowboys offense and i think the cowboys are gonna have to sign someone at tight end or or do it through the draft because you know he he was definitely a valuable piece and then they let go of ezekiel elliott which made sense you know save some money and he was just kind of like a punch it in yeah um uh, he was a damn go. good one, though. Yeah. I mean, I, so I think Zeke and Dalton Schultz both, like, those are tough to replace because Zach and yeah. Dal- or Dak and Dalton Schultz had such a good connection. Like, his production with Dak versus Cooper Rush was night and day. And yeah. then, yeah, Zeke and Pollard was just a wear you down. If you need a yard, I'll get you three. If you need five, I'll get you three. But, yeah, I mean, that's good to have on a team. If you have a back like Tony Pollard, Zeke is exactly who you want his compliment to be. So it is. It's tough to replace. But 
Brandon Cooks is also a big-time playmaker. He is a route runner, dude. He gets open. I think that was one of the biggest problems with the Cowboys is that their receivers were not getting open. And so, like, those were tight window passes and, you know, 50-50 balls. I mean, Dak's getting the turnover, you know, over the past few seasons at least. Yeah. Um, So I think it'll be nice for him to have a little more separation on the outsides. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be huge. Him and C.D. Lamb are both wide receiver ones, so... That's yeah, scary. Brandon That's Cooks tough is, for anyone to match up with. Brandon Cooks has been traded like three or four times in the past, like, however many years. That's crazy, dude. What's that like getting traded all those times? When you're that good, too, and you're like, yeah. please send me to a contender. Send me to a good team. Yeah. So he's hoping for it now. The Cowboys, they have, I mean, I've been saying this for like eight years now. They have a complete roster. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's... I think the Cowboys are cursed. I don't yeah. know if they can win a Super Bowl because they always have such a good roster. Their defense is stacked. Um, they great defensive line. Micah Parsons, like, who's just playing out of this world. Um, Arguably then, the best cornerback duo in the league. Arguably, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue that. I don't think a lot of people would just because of the age of, of Gilmore. Um and you know, Diggs giving up a lot of yards on the outside. Um, why would you would you put him at number one? Probably not one, but I think they're top three. What are your top five cornerback duos? I I think you should be the one to give a full five, and and then I'll be the one to tell you why you're wrong. Okay, I love the way you worded that. That's perfect. My top five cornerback duos in the NFL: Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes. You could even throw Roswell Douglas in there as well. That's number five. Number Oh, I thought you were saying number one. No, 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 no. That's I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's number five. Okay. Number four, I'm going with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. Um, a lot of people will have them two or three on their list. Makes sense. Right. Um, I think Ramsey had a down year by his standards from, you know, coverage statistics. Oh, yeah. Um, but still, you know, he, he he's one of the top cornerbacks in terms of tackling sacks you know he's he's a gritty player um very well-rounded Xavier Howard's uh without Byron Jones last year was kind of kind of struggled a little bit um but I think Dolphins made a a lot of uh or made a few adjustments few upgrades on defense uh so I think I think it'll help out altogether I think their defensive line will kind of help them play better as a duo but I put them at number four uh, number three, I'm putting Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs. Um, again, their defensive line, their their linebacker. I know they just lost linebacker, but I think they're going to be a, a great duo, especially with um, who's the defensive coordinator? Uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's oh, right. been great. I think Dan Quinn's been great for them. Um, you know who I didn't mention with the with the Dolphins is Vic Fangio, highest paid I didn't defensive even know coordinator in the league. Yeah. No, he's a he's well, a huge huge piece of them. Um, so I think that'll be a big upgrade for the Dolphins. But at number three, yeah, Gilmore and Diggs. Number two, I'm going with Bradbury and Slay. I think they proved last year um, how they shut down Justin Jefferson uh, in in like one of the early games of the season, um, or it shut their it shut down the Vikings run. Um, I think they they've proven it and they deserve to be you know at least top three. Uh, and cornerback duos. And then number one, I got to go. My very unbiased opinion is Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Um, they are the best. 
I think I think that is generally accepted the top duo in the league. Um, I think DJ Reed is criminally underrated. Um, I think he's, you know, very gritty, very hands-on. He'll light you up in the backfield on screen passes. Like, he's not afraid to take that big hit. I do get a little bit worried about sauce tackling. Um, but, I mean, his coverage is impeccable. And plus, the, the defensive line for the Jets is only getting better, um, especially if we re-sign Quinn and Williams, which we obviously will. Um, yeah, got to put them at number one. What about you? What's your what's your top five list? I guess th- thoughts on the list. Jalen Ramsey, I don't know how high I value him anymore. Because he, he had a lot of slip-ups last year. And he's only getting older. He's only getting less motivated after already winning a Super Bowl. I just mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know if he's all bark and no bite at this point. Because he's doing a lot personality-wise. Like He went on the... Amazon broadcast with LeBron like I don't know I just don't see him as like someone wide receivers really fear anymore I think they would almost be more scared to line up with Xavier Howard so I don't he's gonna I think he's almost in a prove it year Hmm. like if he doesn't have a big year I think he's gonna really fall off know who else is on a prove it is Alabama quarterbacks Mac Jones, Tua, and soon-to-be Bryce Young. If none of them play well, Alabama's going to start getting a bad reputation at quarterback. Yeah. Because Tua played well, but for some reason his reputation was still awful. And the guy Tua, I mean, in college, Tua took Jalen Hurts' job, made him transfer. Jalen Hurts just went to the Super Bowl. So if we got Tua, Mac Jones, and Bryce Young all looking back next year, Alabama's on the hot seat. Yeah, well... And Alabama just had their first two-loss season in quite a while. They're kind of... They need someone to step up for them. I think what... Granted, they got Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell, but... You think that the Panthers are taking C.J. Stroud first overall? Yeah. So then you would assume that the Texans are taking Bryce Young second overall? Which puts them in a bad spot, yeah. But they did just re-sign... Larry Larry Tunsil, yeah. They did just get Dalton Schultz. They did just get... um, Devin Who'd they get a running back? Devin yeah. Singletary, yeah. Um, traded away Brandon Cooks. Um, so it'll be Wait, so tell me tell me who they got. Devin Singletary, Dalton Schultz. And Larry Tunsil, they, they signed mm. for a big deal. Yeah. I think he's you know the what they say? Yeah, you couldn't get arrested in an airport with those weapons. <laughs> Bryce Young, he's got his work cut out for him. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, but maybe, keep an eye out. For keep an eye out for Devin Singletary. Hey, listen, he was on my fantasy yeah. team last year. That's why it was a first-round exit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. You think that Ohio State has that same kind of uh, aura about them for our, I think it's, for our quarterbacks? We have that aura, but I think it's changing fast because since Ryan Day has been in charge, if, if Justin Fields does what Bears fans are expecting him to do, people are going to shut up quick. And C.J. Stroud... If you're the number one pick in the draft, that automatically carries some weight. So, yeah. And I think he's going to have a great NFL career. He's a pro-style quarterback. Scouts love him. Dude, the Ohio State of their pro day today. I don't know if you caught any of it, but I did. He, I looked, he looked great, which no one was really surprised by. But the thing that was a little bit more noteworthy was that everyone who's anyone with the Panthers took him out to dinner yesterday. The owner, head coach, 
offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, like everyone was there. And today at the pro day, they were all talking in a group, like dabbing each other up, laughing. Like, I don't know. It, it looked like they've made up their mind. Yeah, I, I saw Frank Reich crack a smile, like just talking, you know, out in the distance. And it looked like they were sold on him. Dude, plus, even I mean, he, he's only taking quarterbacks over like 6'2 or 6'3. So, I mean, it, the writing's kind of on the wall. Well, it's funny because he's a big dude, and then Josh McCown's a big dude, and it was the, them standing with Strout, and Strout was as big as both of them, and it was kind of like, yeah, damn, like I think they got their guy. But it, even just the way like Strout made his last throw, it was a nice throw, kind of like to his right, hitting a receiver deep, and then he like goes up to Frank Reich and daps him up, and kind of like a little chest bump type. Like I'm like, dang, they're they're not like interviewing him anymore. Yeah. They're like. He's like their guy is how is how the vibe felt. Yeah. Like they, they were looking at CJ Stroud like, hey, you're the face of this franchise now. Is is how the owners and coaches were ta- like hanging out with him. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It it looked pretty telling from what we saw today. Carolina's heading over to Alabama tomorrow, watch Bryce Young play, and I think they're going to Kentucky to watch Will Levis play after that. But we'll see. It it looks like they made up their mind. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Um, what do they do at wide receiver? They got Adam Thielen, right? Yeah, Adam Thielen. They um, got Thielen, and they, and they don't Sanders. have much else, do they? Yeah. So they got a couple weapons. Um, yeah. they do have they have weird talent, but Carolina is probably a team that can flip it, yeah. turn it around fast. I think I think for the Jets, you know, we just signed Nicole Hardman. Um, good signing. I think he'll be punt returner. I think he'll be you know the guy the guy in the slot who gets the end arounds. Um, pretty shifty guy. Um, obviously going to replace Elijah Moore, who just left, who got traded to the Browns for, um, I think we gave him a third, and we got a second back. That's probably for the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Um, yeah, think, whenever that happens. Yeah, right. I think we're going to – I think now would be a good time to sign OBJ, believe it or not. I think OBJ would be a nice final piece that would give Aaron Rodgers literally everything he needed, and then we would just – build through the draft in terms of the offensive line which is probably our, our biggest need because nobody seems to stay healthy on the offensive line so uh, the other thing if you have those weapons in Aaron Rodgers he could deal with a little bit of early pressure his pre-snap reads are as good as yeah. any quarterback in the NFL like if the offensive line is where you're a little bit weak you could live with that with Aaron Rodgers I, I'd agree I say go after OBJ yeah no, absolutely. I think OBJ initially was looking for sixteen to twenty million a year, and now he's cutting back because nobody's looking. I to think sign so. At that price, I yeah. see him. I see him being an eight million a year tops. I think. I think he's going to get a one year deal, maybe a two year deal, maybe right? Two two years, twelve million guaranteed. Yeah. He hits incentives. It goes up to, you know, seventeen something like that. I think that's a fair deal. Yeah. Um, I could even see the incentives being more. Yeah, uh, the only concern I have about too many incentives is that, is that it's gonna, it's gonna like him. make him butt hurt. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. gonna be like, "Why am I in a prove it deal?" Yeah. But if you give like the same contract with less incentives, it won't hurt him as much. Yeah, but yeah, I hope they do. And I think at this point, like you said, his contract expectations are more realistic. Mm-hmm. So now would be the time to jump in. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the NBA. Who is your who is your MVP as of now? If the season ended today, who's your NBA MVP? I hate 
that I'm saying this because this is one of my least like I do not like this player Joel Embiid he's got to be he's doing everything right now he's on an unbelievable tear the Sixers are on a tear oh man but I don't like Joel Embiid so it's it's hard for me to say did you see that you probably watched the Bulls Sixers game when he when he lit up Kobe White or oh he when I mean once he fouled out the game was over I mean James Harden that was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play in my entire life um he was literally just handing the ball off to Tyrese Maxey there at the end who was hitting kind of ridiculous shots, keeping him in it. And then once Joel Embiid went out, it was over. The Bulls just kind of – DeMar DeRozan was just too shifty, too, um, you know, too well positioned there at the end. And Yeah. You know, it is what it is. But, I mean, it just goes to show you how vulnerable the Sixers are without Joel Embiid. Like, he's playing – he's logging some serious minutes right now. And, you know, a lot of teams do that to ramp up, like right before the playoffs start. Um, I mean, I think he's gonna have to play a lot of minutes in this postseason when it comes to when it comes to the Sixers even trying to make the Eastern Conference Finals because that's the one knock against Joel Embiid. Like he puts up monster numbers, but he hasn't even reached the Eastern Conference Finals. Right? It's not even like LeBron's there anymore. It's it's Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then it's Giannis. Like the, that's that's what it seems like right now. Um, I think the Heat are are falling off drastically. And, and I do like, it's, I do like it's their roster. those three, those yeah. three teams you named are the three that are going to be fighting for it. But I think if Philly doesn't get it this year, I think the Sixers are going to get broken up. I think Harden's out of there. And then I stop trusting the be... process. Yeah. I mean, it's been how long? Six years. This is yeah. this long fucking process. Um, I know. And they've been, they basically been right there the whole time. It's not like they've been gradually getting better. They've been on the cusp and not yeah. able to break through. So that's a huge, like when I say Embiid should be MVP, definitely a few caveats to it. I, I kind of say it because no one else is having a spectacular standout year. And he's got a lot of things going for him. One, he's got Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. James Harden, former MVP, and two guys that, like, their style of play should go perfect with a big dominant center like Embiid. So the pieces around him are perfect. Like, that right away elevates his game and is going to make him play better. And the other thing that one of the reasons I hate Embiid is how, like, out of control he can be and how well he, like, uses the NBA rules to his advantage. Like, Embiid, him and Giannis, like, their skill isn't at the level of some of the other superstars in the league. But they are playing at a perfect time in the NBA to dominate. Both of these guys, like, Giannis, or not Giannis, Embiid's not always a true post player. He's not like what Shaq was. He takes a lot of times where he starts 18 feet out and then he drives in super recklessly. He puts his arms out straight, hoping someone will get their arms caught in his. He swings them up real wide. He does Euro steps that I think should be a travel, but the NBA rules don't have him at a travel. All these little things he does, like I think he's just playing in the perfect time in the NBA to be a superstar. I think if he played in certain areas, he would not be a superstar because a lot of these moves and a lot of the things he does right now just wouldn't work. He's shooting, him and Giannis shoot the most free throws per game in the NBA by a decent margin. And both of them do this. They both take off running. They swing their arms a lot. They throw their elbows a lot. They take three steps and do these weird euros to put people out of position. 
and then they like slam into guys. They slam into guards so hard that the guard is like, if I don't get this charge call, I'm never getting in the way again. And they usually don't get the charge call because it's an offensive league. So I, I think with the current setup of the league, it's going to be Embiid. But I do not think he's a top five skill player in the league. Yeah. When you, what's interesting is when you look at Jokic's stats, right? He's almost averaging a triple double, and if you look at the West, the West is like wide open, right? Everybody will say the West is wide open. You look at the Memphis Grizzlies; they lost John Morant for a little bit of time, lost Stephen Adams for for quite some time, a couple of months now. Um, you look at the Los Angeles Lakers; they've been just startled with injuries all year between Anthony Davis and LeBron James, right? Plus, they have the trade, get rid of Russell Westbrook, bring in D'Angelo Russell. Then you have the Warriors, right? Another title contender. They lose Steph Curry for like a month, a little over a month, and then Andrew Wiggins is out indefinitely for personal reasons, right? And then you have the Mavericks who, you know, trade away Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dimwitty and get Kyrie Irving. The Suns get rid of Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, bringing Kevin Durant, right? Kevin Durant gets injured. There's so much, like, there's so many issues with all the other teams that it's so hard yeah. for them to stay consistent and like the Denver Nuggets are just the most consistent team in the NBA right now right but what the one thing I will say about the West compared to the East is that the East between the Bucks between the Bucks the Celtics and the 76ers those three teams are not losing in the first round 100% no. chance they're going through 100% chance they're going through to the next round in the West you have the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings. The, the Kings. Between those three teams, right? If the Mavericks match up with the Kings and the, the Warriors match up with the Grizzlies and the Lakers match up with the Nuggets, those could all be upsets. 100%. Dude, the, the Nuggets Suns, don't the match Suns, up well against the, the Lakers. They don't match the up Suns well. The Suns might end up in a playing game. Like they're, I really? think they're, think I think so? they're six. I think they're six right now, and it's tight. I'm not saying I think they will, but if they fuck around and lose a couple of games, I think it happens fast. Let me see. This, oh no, the Suns have jumped up. Oh, they're only at two and a half games out of the playing game. Really, damn, it is tight. Um, so the, it's the very Lakers tight. Gotta, the Lakers got to step their stuff up because I think they're 11th place right now. Like they're not even in the playing yeah. game. That's crazy. Like, the Lakers can't go another year without getting into the playoffs. That's That would just be horrendous no. for the Lakers. Yeah, the West, literally anyone could win in the first round. Like, um, it's going to be nuts. You know what pisses me off with the awards is that they do it based on averages, right? The average scoring yeah. leader. Like, why not reward players for playing longer? I agree. Playing more games, you know? What like, are they contributing to the team? So, yeah, exactly. It's like, why wouldn't you? Because yeah. when you look at the statistics next to each other, a lot of the times those people are different at the top. Like, who has the most points over a given season versus oh, who missing. averages the most points? Like, I think that's an easy change, that. And then I would also say, like, the All-Star game needs to change, man. It is, like, it's it's disrespecting the fans, like, honestly. Like, I couldn't yeah. watch it. Like, I was actually getting, like, uncomfortable watching it. I had to switch off. I, like, I, I was, can't watch this. I hated it. I was like, I can't watch this. I, I mean, I think, and a lot of people would disagree with me, but I really don't give a shit. Like, you have to go to that, the old MLB model where it was East versus West, and if the East wins, they get those four games in the NBA Finals at home, and if the West wins, you know, vice versa. Like, imagine the intensity that you're bringing, and, like, guys would get on each other because some of those guys, you know, 
the Shai Gildress Alexanders that, that aren't going to make the finals might be slacking a little bit, might be taking it, you know, for fun or just, just screwing around and LeBron or KD would get on them, you know, and that would, that would elevate the game so much. All the players would play then and they would hate it. The players would all hate that. But what's the current model? Like it's uh, the current model is not some great system. It's disgraceful. It is it, well, I mean, the current model for who gets home court in the finals, is it better regular season record? Yeah, it's better, better regular season record, yeah. Bronny James. Bronny James is someone that I cannot figure out what's going on, and nobody in the media knows what's going on. They're keeping whatever his plan is, like, tight. So Bronny James, he's the only play. He's a senior in high school right now, set to graduate in a couple months and then do whatever he does. He's the only player in that class out of the top 100 players that hasn't made a decision yet. And when I say top 100, I mean it goes quite a bit more than that. But out of the top 100, he's the only one not to make a decision. And he was McDonald's All-American. Like He's an elite-level player. So he said his three college options are Oregon, USC, and Ohio State. I know he's visited Ohio State. I don't even know if he's visited officially the other two. But the the big concern is he's not going to go to college. He's going to go play in one of these semi-professional leagues in the United States, or he'll go abroad and play. He'll do what LaMelo did, and what actually a lot of guys are doing right now. Yeah. I think he would be crazy to not go to college. One, he'll have way more fun in college. Like He will enjoy his basketball career playing for a big brand like USC or Ohio State way more. Um just like way more media attention. It'll be good for him. I mean, currently he gets a lot now, but he's going to get a lot in the NBA. So go get the media attention. He'll make a ton of money. He can make as much money as honestly he wants to sign up for through NIL. Granted, he doesn't need money. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it's March 22nd. He's graduating soon, and he still hasn't made a decision. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I always – honestly, when I – thought about Bronny James going to the NBA or going to college I always thought that LeBron James was going to lobby the NBA into going back to the old rule where yeah. they could go straight from high school to the NBA I always thought that that was going to happen for Bron and I, I still think there's there's a chance obviously it has to go through like a bunch of things now so it's probably not likely but I think I mean does he play overseas does he play in you know some sort of you know what Leangelo Ball did, or what Lamelo did. Like, I could see that happening. You know. Okay, and great point because LeBron just tweeted this um, like two weeks ago. We said, "Man, Bronny definitely better than some of these cats have been watching on League Pass today." Shit, lightweight, hilarious. <laughs> so LeBron's like, he's NBA ready. Yeah. He might be doing something like that. Oh, we sure know LeBron wants to play with Bronny. Yeah. Like, but why Bronny hasn't made a decision, something's going on. I wouldn't be surprised if whatever Bronny does, like it's something that no one saw coming. Like he might surprise us and do something unprecedented, like go straight to the NBA. I could see it, man. I think LeBron has that pull, and I think but he's I, not afraid to use that card. If he doesn't go to the NBA, to me, it, he said it's Oregon, USC, or Ohio State. Ohio State, because LeBron's a huge fan and grew up in Ohio, yeah. and that brand is huge. It's arguably the biggest brand in college sports is Ohio State. 
USC is a massive brand. It is a massive brand. Yeah. They've they've had some good years in basketball. They're they're a solid program. They'll come back because of NFL. and and it's Southern California. Like he lives in Southern California now. It's tough to move to the Midwest from there to yeah. to be part of a brand and be part of your dad's legacy. Kind of. So I don't know what he's gonna do, but it's really weird that he hasn't done anything yet. Kevin Durant actually said in an interview that he thinks Bronny should go play in college. He's like, Bronny's definitely considered in these pro leagues, but you got to play in college. Like, playing in March Madness is the biggest stage you can be on. And I'm like, all right, I'll send you that link too. But Kevin Durant's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then anyway, one other thing I had is Nick Saban made some comments about NIL. So Saban pretty much said, NIL's a mess right now. It's a terrible system. And, And Alabama is doing as well as anybody. They set up a whole foundation for NIL in their athletic department, and the recruiting class for football was unbelievable this year. They're definitely doing all right, NIL-wise, but Saban hates it. He thinks it's such a mess. There's no consistent regulation. There's No no one knows what the rules are. Can you pay players directly? Can you not? Am I going to get in trouble for this? Like, It's just such a mess. He actually said NIL should abandon what they're doing now and move to if if they're going to keep NIL like big money flowing in they should go to an NFL salary cap model he said do the salary cap or cut this out because right now it can't it can't continue this way well it definitely encourages players like you know it it influences where they want to go because if they go to a big market school they'll get the big part market money right so I mean that that obviously obviously plays a huge factor in it. Plus, like it, it encourages players to transfer to other schools. You know, if you're not getting yeah. the play time, so you're not getting the money. Um, so that happened that. with Texas A&M so. and Miami. It's even they're big name schools, but they're bad football teams. Like mm-hmm. they're not top twenty football teams in the country, Crazy and they bad. got unbelievable recruits because they didn't. They are not even hiding it. I mean, they're paying people through the ass. Like huge, huge upfront sums of money, not through sponsors, just through the boosters. And I think that's what makes Saban so upset. He's like, Texas A&M, Miami are paying so much money to these high school kids up front and they're bad football programs. It's putting the kids in a bad position. Yes, I'm happy for the kids that they're getting a bunch of money. If they're worth it, they get it. But it's putting them in a bad position because then they go there, they hate it, and then they transfer the next year. And it long term wise is bad for the kid. Other schools are like, should we do that? Can we do that? And if mm-hmm. they don't, they fall behind. But they're worried about getting the NCA to crack down on them. It is a mess right now. Yeah, no, I think Jimbo Fisher like clapped back at him because he didn't like that. If I remember, because he's like, you're doing it too. Yeah, he's like, you're doing it too. But like, that's also yeah. an opportunity for these big schools like Miami, who you think would still be good, relevant, Florida. USC, yeah. like it's it's going to get them back into it because they're just going to pay the top talent to come to their schools, and it's going to start to level out the playing field. It might create some gaps, um, but I mean, when you have this twelve-team playoff, is it twelve-team or eight-team? They're moving to twelve. When you have this twelve-team playoff, like it's going to be way more even over the next ten, twenty years. Like NIL, so long as it stays, you know, um, paying players, you know, whatever coming in yeah. and out. It'll start to even out the playing field, I think, and it's going to make the the twelve team playoff really exciting. Like I'm, I'm so pumped for it because I know Ohio State's going to make it ninety nine percent of the time, right? Yeah. So, 
they would have made like since I think since the college football has been created, Ohio State hasn't finished the season outside of the top six, which is yeah. unbelievable. No, like Bama didn't even like no other team has done that. So yeah, they'll they'll make it assumably every year. But it, it's weird. I, I think what the NCAA has to do is not move to a salary cap model, but almost like ease up on restrictions. They have to recognize that if you're allowing players to get paid, but you have all these rules on how they can get paid. Schools are going to find a way to not follow yeah. those rules. They're going to just pay the kids and come up with some weird, confusing way for how the kid got paid, and they're not going to get caught. But I think the NCAA has to just ease up, recognize that's going on, and almost not punish the schools that are following the current rules. Don't yeah. punish schools like Indiana who aren't doing this and force them to fall even further behind. Kind of just say, pay the players whatever you think they're worth. And I, and then there's going to be there's they have to have some rules they have to say you can't say like you can't have contract incentives you can't say we'll give you an extra three million if you throw forty touchdowns because yeah. that's when it gets really messy but if you want to pay kids upfront money whatever that might be treat it like advertising like State Farm when they pay Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes they're not saying like they're not throwing in incentive bonuses yeah so make NIL that way. Let kids sign whatever they want, but it can't be it can't be long term deals with all these stipulations. Yeah. It's you you pay me for my image, and that's what it is. For sure. So Saban's got some points, but Saban's main point was pretty much the way it is right now. The NCA is like they're hiding because they know it's a mess. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. But it was fun that Saban came out and said it. I could send you his video too if you're curious. Yeah, send it to me. I'm interested to All right. see it. Yeah, those are the last two points I had. All right, cool. Um, I think that'll wrap it up. Good episode. Good deal.